I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. Hey everyone, just me at the top of the show to thank everyone who's been coming out to the live show. So, so far I've done four, there's two to go. So if you're in Melbourne... I know if you're not in Melbourne, you get sick of hearing this at the start of the podcast. I'm sorry, but, you know, I've got mouths to feed. So if you are in Melbourne, uh, there's two more at the European Beer Cafe this Sunday at 4.30. Come on down. Very, very good lineup. Andy Lee is going to be there. He's the only one I can actually announce publicly, but the rest are top-notch, selling out, massive shows. Their, their faces are on the sides of trams as they go past me. Uh, so make sure you come out. So 4.30 Sunday at the European Beer Cafe, just after the Dum Dum Club. And uh, also, yeah, thanks everyone who's been coming out to the shows. Uh, I'm re- recording this little intro the day after the big one at the Hi-Fi Bar, Max Watts House of Music, which I was saying House of Sound for so long and not one of you picked me up on it. I got the posters printed. It says House of Sound on it and also Max Watts. It's a better name. Max Watts House of Sound is a better name than House of Music. Anyway, uh, oh, speaking of posters, um, thanks everyone who, who uh, donated a little bit of money and took some. Uh, yeah, so come, if you are going to be in Melbourne at the, at the shows and you like the posters, Celeste Potter is an amazing artist. She did the posters for me. Um, yeah, just take one donation. I'm going to donate it to the uh, Indigenous Literacy Foundation. So, um, yeah, they're, they're a nice poster. It doesn't have my face on it. It's really good. Anyway, so we've got two more shows, European Beer Cafe. In this episode, you're going to hear Guy Montgomery, Eleanor Tiernan, Deanne Smith, and Mark Watson. At the end of it, Mark will promote his show, but it's it's over. It, you missed it, unless you saw it, and then what's the point of the plug? But, uh, yeah, definitely go and see uh, Guy, Eleanor, and, uh, and Deanne if you're in town. Go and see a whole bunch of different people who have been on the show. Go support the ones who can't afford to be on the side of trams, and hopefully I see you at a live show. Um, Yeah, I think that's all I need to say. It's great. Thank you very much. Run on! Yeah! Hello! Yes! Hello! Welcome to Don't You Know Who I Am, the quiz show that asks who knows whom, who knows what, because who knows why, and the 100th episode. Yay! For those who don't know, this is a quiz where I quiz the guests all about their lives. My name is Josh Earl, and for 100 episodes, what I've done is I've trailed the internet looking for other Josh Earls in the world, and every single show I start with what I found out about another Josh Earl in the world. So we found out there's been a monkey in San Diego named after me. Uh, well, not named after me, just it shares my name. It's called Josh Earl. Uh, it's, it's got a, a, like a, a dog that it's like its kind of friend who he hangs out with. Like it's like a... It's true, it's on Animal Planet. You can watch it. It's on YouTube. Uh, he's called Josh Earl. He wears a nappy because he's been traumatised anyway. Uh, 
happy story. Uh, there's a footballer in the UK, a really good footballer. He's going to play for England one day. He's got Josh Earl. He's, he's ranking up. If you type Josh Earl into Google, he's like on the first page now. Uh, used to just be all me, uh, but now he's there. So two more years and I'll be off page one. Uh, and uh, so this way, this week what I found out is that there is a, a candy company in America called Josh Earl Candies, okay? And they do a blog on their website, and this week's blog, it's titled, The Ins and Outs of Josh Earl's Eggs. <laughs> Hello, Vicar. Anyway, uh, now just by round of applause, who has heard or seen the podcast before? <laughs> who has never heard it and only came because they've got good guests? Yes? Welcome, you're going to have fun, you're going to have fun. So what I do is I quiz these guests all about their expert topic, which is themselves. So let's meet them now. Okay, our first guest, he is a first-timer to the podcast. He's a comedian who shares his name with a Spanish children's book author, the social media manager at Easy Brew Company in Melbourne, and a reference librarian at Monash Uni. Yeah, let's go for librarians. Not too loud, keep it down, see, 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 yeah. Please welcome to say just Mark Watson, everyone. Come and have a seat, Mark. We were trying to guess if that was me or the other... No, no, that was you. Uh, yeah. That was you. Do you ever... Do you Google your name and find other Mark Watsons? There's an economist. Uh, there's a computer... Pro there's a few, actually. He's written yeah. a book. Yeah. Because you've written books. Yeah. And I wasn't sure if you wrote that one as well, because it came up no, when I Googled you today. Sometimes people are like, I must check out your books, and yeah. then they, they Google me, and then a month later I hear from them and they go... I loved your thoughts about economic theory. It's <laughs> um, mixed feelings. Yeah. All right. Also joining us is a comedian who shares her name with a forklift driver in Melbourne. A Vic That's a good job. A Victorian fire safety officer and a wealth advisor from Georgia Athens. But the one we have here is all the way from Canada. It's Deanne Smith. Yay! Hey. Hi, that's all exciting stuff. I didn't For know about any of that. Forklift driver, that's pretty cool. That is a skill I do not have that no. I wish I did. You could, oh, it's a TAFE course. It's like six weeks. <laughs> uh, Are you even trying? Yeah. No, I've never tried. And, and a wealth advisor. That's pretty I good don't one. know what that means. I'm, I'm hope, well, someone who tells you what you should do with your money. I know, I know how to make money. I know how to be a millionaire. Have parents that are billionaires. Yeah. Boom! <laughs> All right. Also joining us is a comedian who, when you type her name into Google, the related searches are Eleanor Tinnan Island, Eleanor Tinnan London, and Eleanor Tinnan, where is she from? Ooh. Please welcome us, Eleanor Tinnan. <laughs> Hello. Hello. Just a little bit closer. Hello. Yeah, that's better. Hello. Uh, we want to know where you're from. No. Uh, <laughs> did you do a show called where, where Are You From? Or people just really want to know where you're from? Absolutely not. No, it's, it should be totally clear where I'm from. I yeah. don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> That's what comes what up, related mean? searches. Yep. And the, uh, actually, the number one is gigs. So people want to see you do gigs. <laughs> well, I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> and finally is a man who shares his name with a Belgian man whose job title on LinkedIn is the best job title I've ever heard. This is his job title. Assistant Sovereign Grand Commander at Ancient and Noble Order of the Fleur de Lys. <laughs> Better than comedian. Anyway, which sounds very impressive. Please welcome, it's comedian Guy Montgomery. Thank you. Hey, Guy. 
In your tiny brain, can a man, a man not simultaneously hold down two jobs, Josh? Is that you? Of course that's me. Is it really? That's my main hustle. This is my side hustle. <laughs> wow, your LinkedIn's very impressive. Well done. <laughs> Came up you, straight yeah. away. I got a VPN set to Belgium. It's crazy. <laughs> I've got to say, I've never been this far away from someone doing the podcast. Pod, pod, see, I can't even speak. That's how far away I am. Podcast. You're very yeah, it, far it, away. It does feel like we are remarkably far away. <laughs> Which will be a very enjoyable observation for the listeners at home. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Our first game tonight is called Social Me, Me, Media. Well, I've gone through all your tweets. And I picked out some good ones, and I'm going to read them out. If you think you know who tweeted it, you buzz in. Your names are your buzzer. You get a point if you get it right. If you get it wrong, the person actually wrote the tweet, they get the point. Wait, I'm sorry. Did you say our name is our buzzer? Your name is your buzzer. You can you you have have to actually go Dan Smith. Well, in my case, not. Yeah. Yeah. You can use an alias. Demi Lardner likes to use an alias. What's your name? (laughs) Stephen. That's what I'm doing. Okay. (laughs) Well, in that case, I'm going to have an alias. What's your name? Oh, I've done Ken then. Okay, yeah. You guys are not going to remember that after, like, the third go. Like, I, I, I'm 100% behind Duncan. <laughs> I... Okay, so... You Eleanor can't... just gave me a very smug look. Like, yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you, uh, if you get it right, you get a point. If you get it wrong, the person gets the point who actually tweeted it. You can't buzz in for your own. Your first one is this one. Opening Twitter. This seems like a good idea. People's opinions always put me in an excellent mood. <laughs> yes, Guy. Deanne? No, it was Mark Watson there, yes. Point there for oh. Mark. Though I'm flattered. <laughs> I so I get a point for You that. get a point for doing nothing, just great, sitting here. Great, It's not nothing, he wrote that tweet. I suppose so, yeah. <laughs> it's a great moment for Duncan. <laughs> are you, are you, you're on Twitter a fair bit, though. You're right, yeah. Yeah. I mean, the question, how often you're on Twitter, can't help sounding like how much are you wasting your life. <laughs> yeah, I... I'm on Twitter, the exact right amount. Okay, right, okay. Right. Yeah. All right. Speaking of social media, question two, here we go. A guide to Facebook event replies. Going equals maybe. Maybe equals absolutely not. Can't go equals lol, get fucked. <laughs> <laughs> Eleanor Tiernan. Yes, Eleanor. I think Guy said it. No, it was Deanne Smith to put oh. there for Deanne. Oh, shit. I knew it. But now I'm flattered. Yeah. <laughs> this is what fun. A, what a hot tweet. Yeah. It's a good one. And I had lots of people tonight say they were going to come. Obviously. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> get <laughs> fucked. <laughs> Do you like my reading of get fucked? Pardon me? I, I'm pretty good at saying get fucked. It's a very Australian thing to say, get fucked. Yeah, that's the one Australian accent I can do. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the phrase. I can just do that one. I, I would have guessed it was Guy from... Because Get Fucked sounds like a... New Zealand thing. Yeah, yeah. Or yeah. like Anzac thing. Yeah. I yeah. mean, not Anzac. <laughs> yeah. We're yeah. still technically your responsibility. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Duncan, Listen. or whatever your stupid fucking name is. <laughs> it, it does... It's a beautiful name. It, it, it is a very Anzac thing to say, especially in Gallipoli. They really said, I, Get I, Fucked. It's, it's what people talk about. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Question three. Ivanka Trump acting as a character witness for her dad's sexual history is what a good daughter does and absolutely not weird at all. Stephen. Yes, Stephen. <laughs> I'm between Eleanor Guy. I'm going to say Guy. It was Eleanor Tina. Oh! How are we not named? There's a very obvious pattern whereby 
consecutively, each person is responsible for the tweet. <laughs> or maybe it's not that simple. Maybe yeah. he's an evil genius. <laughs> well, let's, let's see the next one. We won't know till the next one. Let's see all eyes on you then, guy. All right, here we go. <laughs> that was the end of the card. That was the end of the card. Question four. World Poultry Day... It was only October we had National Poultry Day. This is nuts. Poets have taken over. Soon we'll all be compulsively noticing that things look like or remind us of other things. <laughs> guy. Yes, Guy. Mark. You yeah, are correct, yes. Yeah. Uh, Mark, do you think all poets do is write metaphors and similes? Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> But that blows your theory sky high, mate. <laughs> it's anyone's game now. But he guessed it because he knew it wasn't here, so all eyes were on him. Yeah. That yeah. whole time I thought you said poultry. Poultry. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I was I, quite confused. I, I didn't think that. Did someone else yeah. think I said that as well? Can I just say, I, I've had eight years of speech therapy as a kid, okay? So if we're going to start... <laughs> it's true. We well, better pass this feedback on. So let's not... <laughs> It's a, it's a contentious point for me, okay? But uh, we'll move on. Eight okay. years is so long. Eight years is very long. I didn't, no one could understand me until I was five years old. Sorry, what was That's that? That's reasonable. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> what did you used to sound like? What were your problem areas? Um, just speaking. I like THs would be oh, Fs. that's too cute. SHs would be ch like chip was like, I meant a boat, not like something you eat. Like, huh. it's all right, guys. That's I've, sweet. <laughs> It took no, you eight years it. to fix that very simple <laughs> speech pattern. That was it. <laughs> <laughs> Question <laughs> five. I've been feeding spaghetti to dogs for ten years now and not once have they kissed. Duncan. <laughs> yes, Duncan. Guy, because there must be one that's Guy. So. It is Guy. It is Guy Montgomery, yes. It had to be. Yeah. I tried that tweet as a joke on stage. How'd it go? So bad. <laughs> <laughs> it went all right here tonight. Yeah, I know. What a waste, you know? Like... <laughs> all right. Question six. Hashtag not all men, or as I call it, hashtag only many, 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 many men. Steven. Yes, Guy. Eleanor. You are correct. It is Eleanor, yeah. yes. What if a guy? I was, I was going to say. That is a good tweet. It is a very good tweet. You're good on the Twitter, Eleanor. Thanks. Not so good on the <laughs> mic right now. <laughs> All right, I'll move on. Just thought I'd give you a compliment. Thank uh, you. No, I'm on the defensive. That's when, I, when somebody gives me a compliment, I think there's something, if I accept it, there's going to be some slam coming straight away afterwards. <laughs> and you didn't do that. No. And that's, you're probably a better calibre of person than I'm used to meeting. <laughs> <laughs> I think maybe Ireland and Australians have a lot in common. Because we don't like compliments. True. We don't. Yeah. Shut up. Anyway, uh... Okay, oh no, question seven. My therapist says I do, I do something called avoidance coping and I'd like to know more, but I haven't booked an appointment with her in over a year. <laughs> guy. Yes, Guy. There's one of you two motherfuckers for a start. <laughs> uh, that's not specific enough, mate. Uh, 
I think it's Mark because he was chuckling along like, geez, I'm brilliant. No, it was Deanne Smith. <laughs> Deanne gets a point there. Oh. No, I was chuckling along like I appreciate someone else's humour. <laughs> <laughs> I was worried that, like, like, most people would be fine with, you know, answering that, but I was worried that, oh, do I offend someone for thinking, oh, you definitely go to a therapist. Like, that's... <laughs> I thought it had me written all over it. <laughs> the lineup of comedians, you're yeah. safe, man. Yeah, I think I'm safe. <laughs> all right, question eight. Looking down at my timeline, it appears I'm the one person on the planet who did not meet Stephen Hawking at some point. <laughs> Stephen! Yes. I think it's Guy. No, it's Mark it's Watson. I'm not good at this. It's true. The day he died, there was a fucking deluge of like. I remember when I met Stephen Hawking. I remember, oh yeah, Stephen Hawking's a wonderful guy, and I was just sitting there thinking, when did I miss the opportunity? Yeah. Uh, yeah, Deanne, it couldn't have possibly been me because it is on the record as me and Stephen Hawking being very close chums. <laughs> <laughs> it's happening again. <laughs> what was he like, guy? Was he was he good? Guy? Oh, he's pretty soft-spoken. <laughs> <laughs> Incredibly intelligent. Read a book, Josh. Because <laughs> I like I'm, the, I'm with you, Mark. There's so many people. When someone dies, they tweet about. I'm like, I don't know if there'd be anyone famous who I don't know who I'd tweet about if they die, apart from Jonathan Richmond and Billy Bragg. I reckon they're the only two people who I'd be like going, "Oh, that's." I'm really sad that they died. Yeah. Or dead, maybe is the right word. <laughs> is there anyone that you would like if they go? I'm definitely tweeting about them. I don't know, it's hard, isn't it? Because if they're famous enough, there's no point because everyone else is doing it. Yeah. I I, if my mum went, I'd probably say something. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> but maybe Twitter's not the vehicle for that. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe you didn't say anything at the funeral. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> Feels like everyone met her. Yeah. <laughs> I got eight retweets. That's good. Okay, uh, question nine. Bjork has a book called Book. I really wish she'd called it Buke. <laughs> guy. Yes, Guy. Eleanor? No, it was Deanne Smith. Oh. Hot damn, Eleanor. Why didn't you think to tweet that out a while ago? <laughs> I tweeted it. It's such a good tweet. I'm sorry. I should have tweeted it. Do you use that as a stand-up? No, I, I wouldn't know how to pronounce <laughs> well, if you have a speech impediment, it comes easy. Uh, <laughs> and our last question for this round. Please let this tweet go viral. Who tweeted that? That could be all of us. Yeah. <laughs> but who's honest enough to admit it? Eleanor Tiernan. Yes, Eleanor. Go. You are correct. Yes, point there for yeah. Eleanor. It didn't. It it didn't. Not even close. <laughs> what have you got to do? Well, I don't know. Something else. I mean, I punch in different combinations of letters and numbers every day. <laughs> the best viral tweet I've seen someone do is Aaron Chen, comedian who's been on the show. Oh, I uh, love Aaron. He's great. And he wrote, he wrote to the New South Wales police saying, <laughs> yeah, yeah. If, you, if you don't, if this gets 10,000 retweets, I'm going to commit a crime. <laughs> <laughs> And it got like 11,000 retweets. <laughs> and then he tweeted a photo of him at like a rally with the police about to punch him. It was the best thing. It was so great. But before that, after it crossed over the 10,000 tweet threshold, the police tweeted back at Aaron saying, hey, Aaron, we advise not doing that. 
So great. So at the end of the round, the scores are Eleanor Tennant on two points. Go for Eleanor. Guy Montgomery also on two points. Deanne Smith, a.k.a. Stephen, on three points. Ah. And Mark Watson, a.k.a. Duncan, on three points as well. Yeah. See you, Duncan. (laughs) All right, this round is called Yearbook. Now, in this round, we go back to our school days, or one person's school days in particular. And today we're talking about a teacher that Mark Watson had. Now, Mark is not very musical, and this may be because of an old music teacher you had called Mr Gadsden. Now, one day, Mr Gadsden turned to Mark and told him to stop playing the keyboards, go outside, because your playing is so bad, it's upsetting me. (laughs) But going outside meant Mark got off easy, because what did he do to a boy who was struggling to play the ABBA song, Super Troopers? So what did Mr Gadsden do to this boy? Was it A... He held him from his ankles, upside down over a two-storey balcony. Was it B, he blew a recorder as loud as he could into his ear while screaming, this is a D minor, this, this note. That seems possible. For a full 30 seconds. Or was it C, he picked up this kid's own personal guitar, threw it out the window and screamed, your playing is so bad that even if you sell that instrument, the next owner won't be able to get the stench of you off it. Now, one of these is the right answer, okay? Oh, now, you gosh. guys have to ask Mark as many questions as you can to try and determine which one is the truth. But he wants you to answer incorrectly because if you answer incorrectly, he gets your point. So he can come away with three points here. You guys don't have to answer all together. You can answer A, B or C, whatever you want. The floor is open for questions. Go for it. Uh, what was this kid's name? The kid's name was John. And uh, the teacher's name again was Mr. Gasson, and it's, uh, this is a real release talking about him. Because uh, <laughs> he's dead now, and a good. <laughs> Normally I wouldn't say this, but it's, it's great that he's dead. What did, uh, what did the teacher look like? Do you remember? Yeah, I, I do remember. I sometimes have dreams. <laughs> he, um, so by the time he taught me, he was, a, and by the time one of these three incidents happened, he was already in his 60s, uh, thinning hair, like big jawline, just like just a bullying, like a face of a bully. Okay. He sounds pretty funny as well, though, eh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He had his moments, yeah. He got four stars from the age. <laughs> <laughs> and it read like a four and a half. <laughs> uh, where, where did he find the discount recorder? Well, like he was a music teacher, and there was a music department, so there was a lot of there was a lot of musical stuff around. So, but did he have a discount recorder like lying around, readily available? Was there a pile of instruments? I mean, why would he choose the discount recorder? Well, like he was the head of music, so he had access to all kinds of shit. Like, uh, but presumably, it, the the response came immediately after the musical abomination. Was he walking around listening to different people playing? That's music? the trouble. That's what he would do. He would like he'd let everyone play for a bit, and then he would pick on one person that was the weak link, and he would <laughs> fucking humiliate them. Yeah, no, nah, you shouldn't laugh. This isn't comedy. <laughs> like, um, this man was evil. No, but you appreciate it's funny for us now. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean. Look, these days he's dead and I'm in Melbourne, so. <laughs> yeah, I, uh... Can you give us some other tunes that he. Yeah, did he just really hate the curriculum? Ever? 
Yeah, it wasn't about ABBA. There was just a songbook of tunes that you had to play. Super Super, for whatever reason, was one of them. Um, Save the Last Dance for Me. Uh, what was it? Tommy Row the Boat? Someone Row the Boat Ashore? Michael. 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 It's it's nearly always Michael. Tommy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Maybe letting Tommy do it was our mistake, actually. <laughs> uh, um, so it was those. It was like... Um, a book of traditional folk songs that we, but for some reason Super Trooper was in there. And <laughs> uh, not even Abba's biggest hit. No. But I, uh, I don't know how that song goes. Can you sing it? Super Trooper? Yeah. <clears throat> this would be big for me if I could leave behind the. Uh, well, so it went you're shit at the piano. That was basically how it went. Surprising that it wasn't number one, really. It's a song about the kind of ups and downs that a performer has on stage. Yeah, it begins, I was sick and tired of everything when I called you last night from Glasgow. Probably only number one with Glasgow, in it. And... Yeah, Abba's uh, sixth biggest song, I think, but uh, none of this, um, <laughs> like by sales. Okay. None of this matters to the prick, though. He just wanted to upset us. Yeah. I, um, this, is a, this is vintage Watson. This is a shaggy dog that threw us <laughs> off the scene. <laughs> I, you know. <laughs> how, how, I mean, what was the... Could you give us the physical specifications on this man? I want height and weight, and preferably centimetres and kilograms. I would say he was... <laughs> He was roughly uh, just under six feet, so about 178 centimetres tall, maybe. Yeah. Kilograms-wise, he was built like a, a, a school teacher bully, but not huge, just stocky. I would put him at about 75 to 80 like kilos. Old man strength, you reckon? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what grade did this happen? What, what uh, year level were you? I was uh, 12 years old, so okay. I don't know what grade that is, but like... That's six, seven. He could, yeah. he could lift a kid over a balcony, is that what you're thinking? Yeah, oh, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. We were, we, the incident happened among 12-year-olds, yeah. And so, he was a normal-sized man, just more evil. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> From memory, you know, some 12-year-olds, still boys. Some other 12-year-olds, big, big boys. <laughs> yeah. There is no way for you to make that now sound creepy. Right. <laughs> <laughs> In my defense, it was just around that time I remember suddenly I was no longer very good at rugby. I was actually quite scared. <laughs> <laughs> So it's in that kind of period okay. where you're starting to realise what you're good at. Yeah. Stroke your legal entitlement. <laughs> <laughs> what are you thinking, Eleanor? Do you think you know what one you're going to go for? A, B or C? No. No, okay. No, <laughs> no idea. No idea. Anyone want to lock in an answer? I would like to choose B. You think B. He blew the recorder as loud as he could into the boy's ear for 30 seconds. Saying, this is a D minor, this, this note. <laughs> Deanne, what do you think? That, that to me is the least horrific of all of them, I guess. So that's the one I want to believe. You're going to say B as well? B. Eleanor, A, B or C? Yeah, I'll go B. You're all going to go B? Yeah. The correct answer was A. He no! held the boy no over way! the balcony by his ankle. So three points there for Mark Watson. Yes. Oh, yeah. my gosh. He did. How he, did he, he get him? picked up a boy and dangled him over the banisters uh, and said, I'm going to let you go unless you learn to play this tune really soon. And, um, the boy's wanted... name was Blanket, though. Can uh, we just... Yeah, yeah that's... it was. <laughs> I, uh, which is why it wasn't picked up for a long time. <laughs> it was in the era where 
like he was old and the school didn't really know how to fire him so like he just did more and more weird stuff and they were thinking well hopefully he'll just leave soon or die and um but after that it was kind of a turning point he um even then he wasn't he wasn't fired for that like he was just sort of told off a bit uh but by then he was like 68 three years later he had mandatory retirement and uh, as I say, luckily he's dead now. What's, um, um, what's Blanket doing now? <laughs> Presumably playing a piano exceptionally well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, at the... He's in the Royal Philharmonic Orchestra <laughs> now. Yeah. At the end of the round, the scores are Guy still on two points, Ellen also on two points, Deanne on three points, but in the lead on six points, it's Mark Watson, everyone. <laughs> All right, this round is called Yeah, Nah, Yeah. Now, in this round... <laughs> Australia. It's very Australian. <laughs> Each of you are given a fact about another person on the panel. If you think it's true, you say yeah. If you think it's a lie, you say nah. Your point, if you get it right, a point to the person the fact may or may not be about if you're incorrect. So ask them as many questions as you can. We're here all night. Here we go. Okay. So, to Mark, when, when Guy was in Amsterdam, he had surgery on an abscess by an unqualified doctor and he's very elderly assistant. Even though the abscess in question was just below his armpit, when he woke up post-surgery, both of his armpits had been shaved. <laughs> you can ask him as many questions as you want. Uh, when was this trip to Amsterdam? Uh, two years ago. It was European summer 2016. Hmm. Yeah, a big, a big year for, year abscesses, for yeah. Un, yeah, big year for abscesses and untrained doctors. <laughs> <laughs> they were all the rage. Why was it so serious that you you went to a doctor in the first place? Uh, that's a good. Qu I was I'd been run so I'd been trying to offset sort of um, my behaviour by night by running during the day. Right. And uh, I was running and I couldn't swing. We'll come back to your behaviour by night. Yeah. <laughs> that was all pretty above board. It was all legal. Okay. Right. You know, <laughs> uh, so I was, I was trying to swing my left arm, and my left arm, I couldn't, uh, uh, the range of movement it had was very limited because of a pain like happening here. And I was like, this isn't good. This isn't good at all. So uh, I, I went back to the apartment I was in. I mean, no, I'm not going to give you more information than you need. I noticed when I was running. All right. <laughs> 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 I'm relieved you're not giving me more information than I need. Um, I tell you, it was a very grisly time. <laughs> I, I mean, mean I, it feels. Yeah, I, I've, I've just. I mean, I've never met Guy till tonight, but I've got no difficulty believing he's been to Amsterdam. <laughs> I, um, <laughs> I reckon maybe, yeah, yeah. It was nah. Oh. A point there for Guy, everyone, but it was based on. Some truth. So you did get an abscess? Yeah, yeah. So I did get a big abscess. <laughs> and it was so gross. And I, so after I finished running, I went back to look at it in a mirror. And I, uh, it was so big and red and inflamed. And I was admittedly so stoned, I thought, <laughs> Dr. Montgomery can sort this out. <laughs> so I bunched up all the inflamed flesh until it exploded. Fuck. <laughs> And I wish that like I'd been one, right now. It wasn't, one, it wasn't one big jet. It was a multitude of smaller jets. And then I was at my friend's house. He's banging on the bathroom door going, it's quite a nice place. He's going, we've got an open home in five minutes. <laughs> so I'm sweaty, wiping pass off his mirror. 
And then I just hit the streets, man. I find a pharmacy. And I go into a pharmacy and I bowl up the poor young Dutch boy behind the counter. I say, can you fix this? <laughs> and he said, now you got to go. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. To a doctor. So I googled the nearest doctor, which was called Expat Doctors, 2.3 stars on Google. Still better than two. Yeah, and I went there and it took three different Dutch doctors and nurses of various different grades of ability. I got there, I said, this is what's happening. They said, yeah, go lie down on that bed, which was set up as a seat and was so old, I had to help them reassemble into a bed. I lie down. The two, the two, there's an older doctor and a junior doctor. They both look at me and they assess me and they speak in Dutch to one another for 15 minutes. <laughs> Not once thinking to revert to English to alleviate any concerns I might have. After the 15 minutes, the first doctor says to me, will it be okay, in English obviously, will it be okay if my intern takes care of this? <laughs> I say, well, is that normal? And she assures me, yes, it's very normal. Then a third 70-year-old Dutch woman enters the room and they all scour the place for a needle for 15 minutes. Anyway, eventually they, uh, they didn't give me any anesthetic. They put the needle in. It didn't work because there was all this scar. They, just, they pretty much did a more hardcore version of what I'd done in the mirror. And then they prescribed antibiotics and I was good to go in 14 days. <laughs> it's a hell of a town. You should really visit sometime. I did so, think maybe that was the answer. Yeah. yeah. So a point there for Guy Montgomery. <laughs> I think if Guy tweeted that, it actually would go viral. I think if you... <laughs> <laughs> OK, so to Guy. Now, one night, Eleanor found herself alongside some quite famous people all entering a casino. The manager of the casino saw them, got very excited thinking all the money that they'd spend in their casino, then walked up to Eleanor with 100 euros worth of chips and said, enjoy yourself. Eleanor cashed them in straight away and just left the casino. <laughs> yeah or nah? You can ask me questions. Eleanor, who were the famous people? I don't. I don't wish to reveal. There it would be. It would be um, bad form <laughs> to go gossiping, and I would uh, lose credibility in the audience's eyes if I were to do that. Is this? It was Bono. Is that what? It was. No? Yeah, okay, it was Bono. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Sweet. Is that your own code of ethics you're not, you're not breaking? Or did you see these people do something quite bad? <laughs> no, I just, uh, I don't know. I just uh, feel it's a bit trashy to go around. <laughs> okay, okay th that's fair. Can I then ask, what calibre of fame are we talking? Can you give me an equivalent per a person of fame? Here in Australia. Or anywhere. Or New Zealand. Or New Zealand. Yeah, could you name an obscure New Zealand? <laughs> Celebrity to whom I can equate this I can't this even person. think of one New Zealand celebrity. <laughs> I'm about 30 centimetres away. Um, 
Uh, okay, so obviously you're not getting a lot of uh, nibbles in the celebrity line of questioning. Uh, <laughs> or responses, for that matter. Uh, so why did that, why, how did they decide to identify you and address and communicate with you? Because I was the only female in the group and uh, they singled me out for that reason, to give me kind of a ladies' treat. So, so it was like your... It was like your <laughs> <laughs> We've gone for ladies' treat is the phrase. <laughs> yeah. The ladies' treat was sort of the... I was, I was, I was being given a ladies' treat. <laughs> but the reason I was given the ladies' treat, I think, was because I was a lady treat <laughs> for the gentleman I was with. That was what the, the casino owner was surmising from the... That was the implication. Yeah. The okay. And uh, what, have you gambled before? I have never gambled. Well, this sounds like a very believable story to me, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do you want to guess? You can say yeah or nah. I think... So the story is someone... You got it given $100 in the casino, and you said, yeah, great, there's $100. See ya. Yeah, fucking yeah. You are correct, yes, yeah. it is true. Yeah. Yes. So, Cashed in that lady's treat. Yeah, the lady's treat. <laughs> yeah. So what was the thinking there, though? Why? I think women don't get $100 in casinos all the time, do they? Say that again, sir. Women don't get $100 in casinos every time they walk in, do they? Otherwise, I'm sending my wife to the casino after this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't been to a casino since, so I don't, I don't know if it's, if it's a regular... One-off time. Be beginner's luck, anyway. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> okay, so to Eleanor. Now, sure. one of Deanne's first ever jobs was as a cashier at a grocery store. Deanne thought of herself as the Robin Hood of checkout operators <laughs> and would often let anyone who was paying with food stamps steal a few items. Not long after this, the grocery store closed down. <laughs> yeah or nah? Um, what, so wh tell me about your boss in this job. The boss was uh, the guy who I babysat for. That's how I got the job. He gave you the job, and yet you were still... You didn't care <laughs> <laughs> that you were stealing from him and potentially going to close down his store. Yeah, I didn't feel like I was stealing from him as much as the store itself. Okay. <laughs> uh, could you give us a few examples of, of people who, who you gave the money to? I mean, if any, like, ladies came by, I'd give, slip them a little ladies' treat. <laughs> you would take $100 from the till. <laughs> um, I just love the phrase ladies' treat, and I'm never going to get over it. Um, the example of the people that would come by? Sure, yeah. Um, just, you know, people on food stamps, they're pretty poor, and they're sometimes using their um, grocery carts like baby carriages. You know, there's a lot going on. Mm -hmm. Poor you, people. You would give them cash? I don't want to describe them. <laughs> cash? No, I would just, like, sneak their food items around the beep. What was the, what was the These most... guys don't know what I'm talking about because they all have second jobs at the grocery store. So you don't have human cashiers anymore. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, what was the most amount you gave to, to one person? I wouldn't know. It would just be food items. Okay, and what, um, 
I think it's true. You're going to say true? Yeah, I think it's you true. You are correct. It was true. That's a point there for Eleanor. Because you also worked at a grocery store as well. You are also... <clears throat> I did work in a supermarket, yeah. Yes. Did you, did you, have you worked in a supermarket? I've not worked... In, oh, I did. I worked in a sort of a fancy suit, like a deli, which was like a supermarket, only it was more expensive. Because <laughs> your know, one was an expensive one, wasn't it? It was like a high-end supermarket, but it wasn't, I mean, it wasn't a deli. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was a job that I dreamed of. Because <laughs> I've also worked in a supermarket. Eleanor, are you going to complete the set? Have you worked in a supermarket as well? I've worked, no. no. <laughs> Do you remember, like, the food codes? No. People uh-huh. asked me that once before, and I just said 727, that's apples, but I don't know. I just made yeah. it up. You can't tell. You never worked at Roll Foss, which is in Tassie. You, no, they're, they're, they're... Roll Foss, yeah. Do you remember Roll Foss? We've got some fans yeah. in. Yeah. <laughs> We've got some Tasmanians in the audience. Wave your webbed hands. That's great. Anyway, uh... <laughs> it's a joke. It's, it's a, oh, yeah, there you go. That's... There you go. Um, so, Robin Hood, so how long did you do it for? Just the summer, and then they for sure closed after that summer. I don't think I gave away that much that I would close them down, but that was a thing. But, the, but it didn't the, help, eh? No, it didn't help. <laughs> and the fun thing that I did, because I was 18 then, um, you can only imagine that I probably looked about five. And I, my, friends, my friends would come, and I would sneak them beer and, and wine coolers. Yeah. That was very fun. I'd pretend to check their IDs. Oh, okay, yeah. That's cool. It was cool. I All I did is there was a customer... Thanks for saying it was cool. Everybody just sat there like, yeah, of course. No, no. Was Drinking so far... age was 21 yeah. then, all right? It's so far outside of the realm of things I was doing at 18. That is electric. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I used what I did on the... Once I served uh, sort of... Cult New Zealand cricket figure Roger Twos, who's famous for taking a brilliant one-handed catch in the outfield in the late 90s or early 2000s. <laughs> also famous for being sponsored by County, maybe the only professional cricketer who chose this spot. Well, they chose him, I guess. <laughs> I served him once, and in my head I thought, holy shit, that's Roger Twos. And in a gross abuse of power, I looked up in the customer system where he lived. <laughs> I didn't go there. Yeah. As soon as I was looking at the address, I knew I'd made a mistake, you know. <laughs> I don't think I've told anyone until now. <laughs> Roger Toos. With all due respect, Josh, I hope he's not a fan of the podcast. <laughs> I'm big with the New Zealand cricketers. Um, anyway, so, all right, to Deanne. Yes. Now, Mark used to have a massive fear of thunder and lightning. He doesn't have this fear anymore because Bear Grylls cured him of it. Yeah or no? Mark seems to me like a sensitive soul, and I feel like it's believable to me that he would still have a fear of thunder and lightning. <sighs> but he doesn't. Bear Grylls. Did you meet Bear Grylls in person? Yeah, briefly, yeah. Where? Where? Um, in a thunderstorm. <laughs> <laughs> Forgive me for not giving too much away. It's just these points are precious to both of us. <laughs> <laughs> Ultimately, this is all fun and games, but it's all about who comes away the winner. <laughs> That's true. Uh, <laughs> uh, I did a reality show with Bear Grylls, which involved uh, being in like extreme environments, and, and uh, he, he helped me um, 
overcome my fear. What did he, did he tell you something or did he just... He made him drink his piss and now he's his... scared of that and he's just can't be bothered <laughs> being scared of thunder and lightning. I was cool with that. Yeah. I, I sometimes do that anyway. Um, sometimes it hassles goes to the bar, isn't it? Um, uh, he, well, he... Uh, I was part of a group of people that went on to an island with Bear Grylls and he then left and we, we all had to confront our kind of fears. There was no shelter or food or anything there were a lot of storms. So he, he cured it in the sense of um, facilitating this terrible exposure. Yeah. yeah. In the same way your former teacher cured his former <laughs> pupil <laughs> of an inability uh, to play piano. I've been, I've been lucky to work with some great men. <laughs> <laughs> uh, formerly, what did the, how did the fear of thunder and lightning manifest? It was quite intense. I, if, if there was even the sound of thunder or... If I could just glimpse uh, lightning, I would go. I'd have to go indoors. A place like this would be ideal. I would try and get as far under the streets possible. If um, you would just glimpse lightning. Yeah, if, if I saw it, I would have to um, hide. Yeah. So I, like in London, I would always go on in underground trains and stuff. Just if there was a storm, uh, it happened a few times here, and I would come into a place like this where I would have to get away from uh, daylight, basically. Huh. Terrible. I really don't know. What do you think, Stephen? <laughs> yeah, and uh, you think it's true? Okay, yeah. You are correct. Yeah, yes, true. a point there for Stephen. Uh, so what, how, did he, how did he kill you? He just made you, what, go... Well, it doesn't matter. I'm fucking furious about the point. <laughs> I, um, you, you didn't lose a point. Yeah, but I would have been up you, to seven yeah, if I'd been, won yeah, it. Yeah. I, um, <laughs> which at this stage of the quiz would start to look like an impregnable lead. <laughs> Um, well, yeah, like, so the, the program is called The Island, and a bunch of people go to an island and just have to survive in, um, and every night there was a massive thunderstorm, so I, I kind of had to step up or I would have looked terrible. Yeah. I, I, I didn't want to let the other people down by being, so it was kind of enforced, but Bear Grylls takes no credit from it at all, really, because he, he wasn't even there. <laughs> uh, it's, it's just his brand. He was there. Yeah, and a successful brand it is as well. All right, at the end of that round, the scores are Eleanor Tiernan on three points. Give it up, Eleanor. <laughs> Guy Montgomery on four points. <laughs> Deanne Smith on four points. <laughs> but in the lead on six points is Mark Watson. Yeah. All right. It, it could have been seven. <laughs> Duncan, you got to lift your game. Okay, uh, our final round is called Who, 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 Who. In this round, I'll read out ten <laughs> questions. Who does the titles? I, I do it all. I, I, I've gone through all your tweets. Do you ever worry that you're stretching yourself too thin? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe if you could afford a separate title, man. <laughs> Just for the last one. Are you saying I should set up a Patreon? Is that what you're saying? Is that the... <laughs> all right. In this round, I'll read out a fact about one of you. I'll, I'll read ten of them, actually. It's going to be about you. If you think you know who it is, buzz in. Your names are your buzzers again. You get a point if you get it right. You get a point off if you get it wrong. It's the only round you can lose points. Shit. Here we go. Huge game changer. It's big. I, <laughs> I love my six points so much. <laughs> Coincidentally, right at the end of the game show. I mean, what a stroke of luck. Uh, <laughs> if this just happened in round one, we wouldn't have yeah. given a shit. But... Question one. Who has never watched a film on a plane? A sociopath. <laughs> <laughs> well, who do you think it is, Guy, out of these three? Oh, 
Hot dang. <laughs> it's you. You haven't. You say Eleanor? Yep. No, it's it's Mark Watson. Ah, you were <laughs> How can uh, you? What what do you do on a plane? Yes, I. I uh, <laughs> Someone said read in the audience. I never have time to catch up on reading because I've got kids. So uh, if I'm on the plane, I'll always read or just do or just do other stuff. Nerd yeah. alert. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I, You're the one that logged the details of a New Zealand cricketer's address. <laughs> <laughs> Roger Tews is a cultural icon. I, I remember the catch. I do remember the catch. <laughs> Alright, question two. Who once had a job where they would dress up as a muscular bull and walk around a fun fair dodging kids trying to wrestle them? Eleanor. Yes, Eleanor. Guy. Yes, you are correct. Yeah. Yes, of course. Yeah. <laughs> Somehow it had to be you. Yeah. Yeah. I was looking down the line thinking, there's no way anyone else would subject themselves. <laughs> yeah, I was promoting a calcium-rich milk around the South Island. Oh, my God. Dress as a big orange bull, you know, the, <laughs> the provider of milk. So... <laughs> So describe the costume. What are you wearing? What, what is it? Uh, <laughs> tight orange lycra on the bottom <laughs> half with uh, sort of purple, just above knee-length basketball shorts, ramming up into quite an intensely muscular top half, whereby <laughs> sort of I would, my entire width would be expanded by sort of three or four times. Big abdominals, pecs, arms, baby, all the way down to hands. <laughs> And then a huge paper shamed mask through which I would look out the mouth. And the one instruction you are given as an employee of Anchor Mega Milk is you are not to talk to the children. <laughs> so you just walk around, you know, in 100% humidity and 30 degree heat, just getting the shit bullied out of you <laughs> by these little 12 year olds. Hell of a gig. <laughs> Was that the only, only costume you dressed up in? <laughs> I've given you more information. <laughs> no, so, for the same company... Called... <laughs> I worked the Christchurch A&P show as a member of the Popsicle Band, which is a popular brand of ice treats. Uh, I was dressed as Sporty, the only female member of the group. <laughs> This is the only one who fit the costume. And I would we'd do a song and dance for the kids at 11. And at 11.15, we'd go around the A&P show doling out free ice blocks. And Sporty's costume and the designer's infinite mercy and wisdom involved flesh-coloured tights and fishnets. So farmers would objectify me. They'd go, nice legs. However, phenomenon promotions forgot one important detail, whereby they did not tell me I was not to speak to the adult farmers. <laughs> <laughs> so I would say thank you <laughs> uh, question three who used to work as a glass collector or a glassy in a comedy club and one night brutally heckled an act now they geek with this guy and neither of them have ever mentioned it oh. <laughs> Stephen. Yes, yes, Stephen uh, Deanne. Mark Watson. No, it was no. Eleanor Tiernan. No. Oh. Oh. Brutally heckled. 
What did, what did you do? What, how did you heckle them? Uh, I, I, see, what happened was I, was I was on my night off in the, in the comedy club and I just had the confidence of somebody who's drunk in their own workplace <laughs> and uh, <laughs> <we> just... <laughs> I just thought he was shit. I thought he was so bad and uh, I, uh, yeah, he, he was so pissed with me, he came down off stage took the drink I had in my hand off me and brought it up onto the stage, thinking that that was going to stop me. <laughs> but I actually got, I, I, uh, he continued with his set, but I scaled onto the stage and took my drink back and <laughs> continued to heckle them. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm impressed I was terrible. I had no respect, no respect at all. <laughs> yeah. uh, do you think he knows it's you, like, now that you gig with him? I don't think he does, no. I don't think he does. Good. Okay. If he's a don't you know who I am fan, he might now. And if it's Roger Twos, I mean, what an episode. <laughs> Question four. Who had a summer job filing death certificates? Guy. Yes, Guy. Deanne. No, it was Mark Watson. <laughs> Point off Guy. Dang it, Mark. You sold me because you looked around. You did this, which was like, oh, I wonder which of the yeah, other Yeah, yeah, I did. I actually... <laughs> That was, I really hustled that point out of your hands, mate. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you point-hungry pig. <laughs> well, I can't help it. This t the winner gets 10 grand. Uh, I just, I'm almost sure that's what I said on the email. Um, I'm definitely sending my wife to casino after this. Okay. <laughs> so how long, we, just a summer? Just what are you doing? Yeah, it was a summer job, yeah. Um, it was, it was billed as just an admin job, but, but it turned out the admin was... Um, I mean, to be fair, after your stories, I got away lightly. <laughs> but, um, uh, but, yeah, so these death certificates would come in and you had to file them alphabetically in uh, a bo any box from A to Z, depending on the... But it was real. I was 18, and it was a real introduction to how the brevity of life. Um, <laughs> so the people were already... These guys were dead. They'd been buried and stuff. It, this was their final their final port of call was just going into one of these boxes, basically. Also, it was, it was summer, but it was fucking cold. And, um, because it's like a huge warehouse, but it, it has to have been because of the stench of death. Uh, um, <laughs> real kind of, it was a horrible job, actually, yeah. But weirdly fascinating. I always fantasized that one of these days I would get a certificate of someone that I knew and think, oh, that's a strange way to find out. <laughs> uh, um, Fingers crossed, Mr. Gadsden, Mr. Gadsden. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> okay, question five. Who once called emergency services because of, of a bad one-night stand? <laughs> Eleanor Tiernan. Yes, Eleanor. That was Deanne Smith. That was Deanne Smith, yeah. yes. Oh. Eleanor. Is it that obvious? <laughs> <laughs> now, this is in your show, so don't tell it now. All these people have to go and see your show. Oh, yeah, you have to come see my show. There you it go. involved a knife. Yeah. Intriguing. It involved a knife. Yeah. All right. Good hook. Yeah. <laughs> okay, question six. Who, instead of completing their chemistry exam, just wrote a letter to their teacher during the exam saying they don't remember being taught any of this stuff? <laughs> <laughs> Steven. Oh, yeah, oh, yes. Eleanor. No, it was Guy Montgomery. Oh, oh yeah, got you. Got you good. Uh, yeah. Did it I, work? Oh, no. <laughs> no. 
I didn't specifically say I don't remember the teacher teaching us, just that I personally did not recall learning it. <laughs> but I scored 25% and the letter was deemed offensive enough to warrant something called a Saturday night detention. Saturday night? You were I in know. the breakfast club. Yes, yeah, so, so I had to go in on a Saturday night and resit. <laughs> this is the perfect element, the exact same exam. On which I scored a whopping 39%. <laughs> Cumulatively meaning I am a qualified chemist. <laughs> Did you know it was going to be the same exam again? Yeah, I studied for it. <laughs> <laughs> Still just 39%. <laughs> Chemistry. Honestly, with all due respect to chemist... Well, actually, no, you know, you guys do what you... No, it was fourth form chemistry. One of the most basic forms of chemistry. Sorry, this person who just said, is, was it seventh, is laughing so much that you failed fourth form or whatever it is. Like, <laughs> yeah, but so I'm on mean. stage, you dressed baby. up as a bull. Yeah. Like, <laughs> all right, question seven. Whose first job was in a late night fast food restaurant, which they loved because every customer was drunk, so they didn't have to be nice to them? <laughs> guy. Yes, Guy. Eleanor. You are correct. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, stranger. Fan favourite. <laughs> so, what, is everyone just, what was it like, just chips, burgers? Yeah, and one of the great things about uh, working in fast food late at night is um, that they, they don't put themselves under any pressure to, to, you know, to serve what the customers want. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's just whatever food you have. So the customer might think he's coming up going, I'm going to have some chicken. And you're like, no, it's just, it's just burgers, mate. It's, it's 2 a.m. <laughs> you know? So that was, uh, that, was quite, that was fun. <laughs> Question eight. Who, the first time they were having sex, nervously stopped and said, sorry, I forgot to, I have to Skype my cousin. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're all thinking about how long Skype has been around. Yeah. Uh. Stephen. Yes. Guy. Yes, yes you are correct. Yeah. Yes, it was. It was. It was actually not even. It was during the build-up to sex. Oh. Which, as it turned out, was sex for me <laughs> because of all the cum in my trousers. <laughs> I had to think fast. That's a lady's treat. <laughs> <laughs> because of all the cum in my trousers, yeah. covers a lot of situations, really. I... That's how you should have got out of your chemistry exam. Like, really. <laughs> <laughs> All right, question nine. Whose sister on a week-long family holiday where they were driving across the country would tell the exact same joke every time they went over a bridge and this person on the panel would be the only one in the car to play along hoping that she would change the joke? Duncan. Yes, yes, Mark. Deanne Smith. No, it was Guy oh, Montgomery. Point oh, off, no. Mark, there. <laughs> you got punked, dude. <laughs> I'm not winning, but you might be losing. Uh, Saying, at least I haven't got cum in my trousers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was my little sister. 
We were driving around the South Island. No, no, sir. <laughs> two separate stories, two separate stories. You all drew far too straight a line between two very separate anecdotes. And there's no way that my explanation of the terrible jokes you would repeatedly do will be any better than all of you fucking ingrates thinking <laughs> that I'm incestuous. <laughs> all right, and our last question for the game. Okay, this is, this is for all of it. Okay, actually. This is for all of it? This is, no. <laughs> Literally? <laughs> what a waste of an hour. <laughs> Our last question for the game. Who was once sent to the principal's office because their teacher, Mrs. Deo, didn't like that this person was singing Mrs. Deo. <laughs> Deo. <laughs> Who was Go that? Guy. Yes, Guy. Mark. No, it Mark. was Deanne Smith. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. how did she not like that? I don't know. She must have expected that. Yes. No, she, yeah, we were in the, I was, saw her in the hallway, and I was like, Dale! And she pinned me against the wall, like tapped a rolled up newspaper on me, and dra dragged me to the principal's office for being racist. Oh. I didn't get as far as daylight come and... <laughs> <laughs> but maybe it was. I mean, you know, I don't know. But she was, she was over it. But how are you not going to sing Mrs. Deo, Deo well, I, to Mrs. Deo? You can imagine Mrs. Deo, who's bravely chosen to return to high school after what must have been an exhausting five years, would be heartbroken as soon as any student discovered that little trick. Yeah. <laughs> okay, at the end of the game, the scores are Guy Montgomery on two points, everyone. Give it for Guy. Deanne Smith on three points. Woo! Mark Watson on five points. Oh, no and also on five points, Eleanor Taylor to tie. Thank you all for playing. Don't you know who I am? That was the hundredth time we played it. Yay! Because you guys win, you get to plug your shows you're doing in the festival first. So, Eleanor, I'll go with you. What show are you doing? I'm doing a lineup show. It's called New Order uh, over, in the, over in Town Hall. Excellent. And what, what time? Uh, different times. Different times. Yeah. <laughs> she right. doesn't need you. Yeah. Mark, what show title and where, where can uh, people see? My show is called I'm Not Here. It's at the Lower Town Hall. 7pm, um, we've gone for the the tack of having the same time every night as <laughs> <laughs> a sales gimmick. <laughs> Deanne, where can people see you and see your uh, emergency call? Yeah, my, sh my show is called Worth It. It's at the Greek Centre at 7 o'clock. Awesome. And Guy Montgomery, where can people see you? Uh, they can see me at the Town Hall in the Portico Room at 9.45. My show is called Guy Montgomery Doesn't Check His Phone for an Hour. Can you please give up for all our guests as they leave the stage? Thank you very much. Thank you all for coming out on a school night. Until next time, I'll see you later. Bye. Cheers. I'll be having a drink. Good night, mate. <laughs> This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. It's not optional. You have to do it. <laughs>
We used to go easy on it, but now you have to. Yeah. Yeah. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.